Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. chickens i do have a new podcast i'm so happy you've decided to join me uh i am talking about talk to who <laughs> what a surprise <laughs> so uh now this first episode i'm just going to tell you how it works what's going on where we're going with this whole thing uh it's just me by the way i keep saying we uh, and there's no one else here i've turned into the queen uh, <laughs> oh by the way do you know where that came from like oh my god this is already um this is what's going to happen with this podcast i'm going to distract myself with a fun story of something i've learned while writing for hard quiz for <laughs> for tom gleason on the abc uh so Basically, this I'll try and boil this down as quickly as I can. So the the royal we, uh, you know, the queen, she calls herself we. Uh, for somehow in you know ye olden days, uh, don't ask me for a specific year. I think it's like the fifteen hundreds, fourteen hundreds, something, um, maybe sixteen hundreds. You know, when writing was being put down. Uh, anyway, so back then, people would use singular pronouns to talk about themselves like you know me i you you know all that kind of thing although you was not used it was thou so when you were talking about someone as thou and thee that would be the singular pronoun you used when talking to another person uh, but upper class people always used the plural pronouns. It's like, well, we are going over here and, uh, you know, you are very, very important to us. You being the plural, thou being the singular. Now, you obviously know that we 
use you as singular and plural, which happened <laughs> because uh, as the upper classes started to, you know, bleed down and spread out and become middle classes, uh, the the use of thou became an insult to people. So if you use the word thou, basically it meant you thought that they were less than you. Um, so you used a singular for someone that you thought was, you know, a little bit nothing. Uh, to the point where <laughs> it's been documented in a, a play, I think, and also, you know, it's turned up in uh, court cases and things from back in the 1600s, that someone <laughs> said, Didst thou just thou me? <laughs> so you... <laughs> You know, you couldn't call someone thou because it was an insult, so it just became you. And that's why we have the confusing situation where you is singular and you is also plural. It's because of snobs. Um, anyway, so this is my podcast. I have a theory. <laughs> Richard has a theory. And I'm meant to be talking about Doctor Who and now I'm talking about grammar from the 1600s. Uh, so, I'm going to try, I, we, all of us, I'm going to try on this podcast to talk about Doctor Who. I'm going to end up talking about that. Did th- didst thou just thou me? Uh, that's going to happen. Uh, so, basically, and also I want this to be a fun podcast where I'm positive. Uh, there are plenty of Doctor Who commentaries on the internet where it's a lot of like, oh, why did they choose to do this? Why is that happening? No, oh, it was better in the old days. Now, this is something that happens a lot with Doctor Who fandom. It was always better in the old days uh, to the point where some of the most revered episodes... Uh, from the history of Doctor Who, if you go back and read the fan bulletins that were put out at the time, like I'm talking even in the 70s, the writing of Robert Holmes, who's considered one of the greatest Doctor Who writers of the classic series, uh, some of his best episodes were written up by fans at the time as the worst thing that's ever happened to Doctor Who. So I am just going to be relentlessly positive. I love this show so much. I've loved it since I was five years old. And I feel like, you know, now I'm doing what I always wanted to do when I was a little kid. When I was five years old, I used to read Doctor Who books um, and, you know, watch the show, obviously. But read the books, the glorious Terence Dicks penned novelizations and think, you know what? One day I'm going to be a writer. And that's what I do now, full time. I used to be a stand-up comedian. I did that for 23 years and I haven't done it for the last 18 months and I have no performance out there anymore. So, you poor people on your way to work (laughs) or going for a jog or just laying back on a Saturday and deciding to listen to five whole episodes of this in one sitting. Good on you. Uh, You are going to have my weird outlet. And uh, ostensibly, I'm going to be talking about Doctor Who. I will also talk about Grey's Anatomy. I mean, I watched a Grey's Anatomy the other day that had Doctor Who in it. Uh, Not an actor from Doctor Who, but it was... was, I'm into season eight of Grey's Anatomy at the moment. I watch Grey's Anatomy when I'm folding the washing because... I don't like to look at the operations, but I do really like the love and, you know, the kissing and the who's doing it with who and, oh, my God, what's going on with Karev? Uh, anyway, so I'm into season eight and I think it was episode four of season eight. There was a stampede at a comic convention <laughs> and it was the cutest episode. Oh, my God, it was so adorable. And the verisimilitude was great. Like they had, you know, they were talking about Doctor Who. Russell T. Davis was name checked. Apparently he'd signed a TARDIS, which caused the, the stampede because it was a limited edition and they were giving them away. 
wine. They were worth thousands of dollars. Uh, and there was a guy standing there holding the TARDIS in the doorway while his mate was being wheeled into surgery after getting trampled. Um, and although... Look, I will say, as much as they'd gone into the detail of Doctor Who, Russell T. Davis clearly had signed a Stephen Moffat-era TARDIS. So, I don't know. Oh, listen to me. I've gone a bat hook crazy and I'm already down the rabbit hole. Oh, my God. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, so, <laughs> and by the way, this podcast is only... I'm, I'm trying to limit them to between 8 and 10 minutes each. So... This one's probably going to be 12 because it's the first one. Uh, so, this is podcast zero. Uh, <laughs> theory zero we're having today. Um, every theory I have... Well, by the way, I don't have theories. I have hypotheses, as someone so delightfully pointed out to me after an episode of Whovians. Uh, I have hypotheses and I... Because yeah, a theory implies you've done a lot of work. You know, Einstein had a theory. Darwin had a theory. Evolution, relativity. They were theories. Uh, what I have are, you know half-baked ideas about things that I see on the television. They're not really theories, but it's easier to say than hypotheses because I am going to get my tongue caught in my teeth and break something. Uh, So anyway, I'm going to come up with theories about Doctor Who or just, you know, start talking about stuff. Now, the first episode of the new series will be broadcast on the 2nd of January in Australia or New Year's Day if you're in the rest of the world. Uh, I will be here immediately after it goes to air on uh, iView. Uh, on the ABC. Uh, so please join me. Uh, I'll hopefully have the first one uploaded at lunchtime on that day. Well, the first one for series 12. What I'm going to do in the lead up is drop a whole bunch of these things, uh, one for each episode of Jodie Whittaker's first series. So, you know, it's going to be like a Netflix drop. So <laughs> the whole series all at once, my crazy new podcast where I talk incessantly at you for 10 minutes. By the way, I'm going to keep doing this every day. Every single day. I mean, not on the weekend. Mama's got to have a rest. But, you know, if you're downloading your news podcasts or if you've got a bunch of other daily podcasts, feel free to just jump on board and uh, you can have me in between. Like a sort of a, a mouth rinse. Uh, so, the first one, your homework for tomorrow's episode will be to watch The Woman Who Fell to Earth. That is the first ever Jodie Whittaker episode of Doctor Who. It is quite an epic. It's a mammoth episode. It's full 60 minutes. It's wide screen it's set mostly at night time so don't watch it in the daytime there'll be too many reflections in the television you know what it's like you nerds know uh so yeah I'll, I'll be with you tomorrow theory one will be the woman who fell to earth jodie whittaker's first episode of doctor who i'll see you then Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.